Welcome to the Business Reboot Podcast. We're here to pull back the curtain of entrepreneurship and help you fall in love with the business of your business. We know every step forward is a chance to be more aligned in purpose, grow businesses that create impact, and live the lives we work so hard for. Sometimes all you need is a reboot to get started. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Business Reboot Podcast. We are pumped that you're here with us today on episode 43. We are doing a summer series. This is part two of our summer series about design thinking and how to utilize that in your business. And today we're going to be talking about defining a problem to solve it. So last week we talked about talked about starting this whole discussion on design thinking. I'm going to dig into some of the things that we talked about then so that we can get to what we're talking about now. So design thinking, it's a framework that's been used in the world of education for decades to help students learn how to solve problems. And now it's going gangbusters in the world of business because small businesses and corporations are realizing that this framework is so helpful within the world of business. It's an impactful way for you as a business owner to look at the community that you serve through your business with a new lens. It helps you look at the problems that your business solves for people. And we all know that people spend money to solve problems. You need a new outfit, you go to the boutique to buy a dress. You need your toilet to stop overflowing, you hire a plumber. You haven't updated your family photos in years and your oldest is about to go off to college, okay, or high school for me, but it's still a really <laughs> sensitive subject. So then you hire a family photographer <laughs> and just, just think about the ways that you as a consumer spend money. This is going to be ways that it's going to solve problems that you have too. So here we go. And so when we first started the reboot, we just wanted to see what the problems were that we could help solve. It made us look at education in a completely different way. We had to come completely stripped of what this could look like. And it's really important that if you're going to use this process of design thinking, you have to come with a clean slate. You can't assume you already know all the problems and that you have all the solutions. And just because it worked before doesn't mean it will work again. And I talked about that last week. Well, this is offensive. This feels very offensive to but me. But it's true. But you know it's true because <laughs> we have lived this. But you may have to go back every year. And that's the hard part. But you may have to go back every year to redefine what it is you've created. And Melissa and I have been around for a very long time. And we've watched very high profile. I've been around profile. less time than her. You know what? I've been around. (laughs) Listen, but we have, think about how many prominent business owners, like high profile business owners that you have watched speak from a stage or that you follow their Instagram account or that they are educating in some way. Have you watched them go back and redefine what their business looks like multiple times? Absolutely. Nobody has, most people do not have the same business from start to finish. Um, And right here, the perfect example, Melissa and I wrote this in because we were like, this is something we're going to talk about. It's hard, but we're going to talk about it because we have seen a $2 billion company because they refused to listen to what the problems were. They assumed that they knew what the solutions people needed. And when they didn't listen, they refused to define the actual problems and then ideate new ways to do business. The house of cards began to fall. And it is continuing to fall. So, And you can watch that amongst tons of businesses. Tons of businesses. Okay, I'm going to be completely transparent with you. And when you said, we all know we have seen businesses where the owners have. And in my head, I was like, she's going to say, go to prison. They all went to prison. <laughs> and I was like, oh, where are we going with this? Let's talk about it. No, so we're not talking about prison, but we are going to help you find out what the problems are. Because that's that that's the thing. And and I'm not trying to call out our Enneagram One friends that listen to this podcast episode, but sometimes 
um, we all can have this tendency where when things are sticky or tough in our business or when we're seeing our clients or just people in general that you're hoping to be able to serve and you're trying to come up with ideas for new ways to do that, we just assume that we already know all the solutions. We know all the problems. We know here, here's where the challenge comes, okay? It ain't about you. This, this, that's the thing. This is, it's not, it's not about us as individuals. It's about this outward facing approach to problem solving. And so, you know, last week we talked about empathy and asking questions in a non-biased way um, for the problems that your ideal user or client might be facing. And today we're going to talk about actually defining those problems, what, what that means. Um, and, and really that's just where you learn to create a problem statement or, um, you know, question that's uh, thread through the rest of the design thinking process. Right. So ways that you can use this in your business. A couple of great examples. Netflix. Netflix is an amazing, we always say, don't be a blockbuster in a Netflix world. Because here's the thing, Netflix defined a problem. It was, how many of you remember, it was a subscription service uh, because nobody wanted to drive to the storefront anymore. Uh, and then again, when they saw You that haven't it, lived. You haven't lived until <laughs> you went to the Blockbuster. I you haven't lived. That was what we did on Friday and Saturday nights. It was the best. Um, but then again, the, they saw that the industry was going more digital. So they defined another problem and they began to solve it with their streaming service. So they have evolved throughout the years, they didn't stay where they were and close their doors like, unfortunately, Blockbuster did. And so when you start, you, we have to, as business owners, we say this all the time, keep your finger on the pulse of the economy, keep your finger on the pulse of the market and the trends. And I don't mean be trendy. I mean, what are people wanting? Going back to defining a problem, Netflix defined a problem and they ideated, found really great ways to solve that problem. And they are still in business today. Right. Okay. And their, their original problem was people don't have time to go to the movie store. So let's send them a disc in the mail. Well, guess what happened when the internet started picking up, which by the way, yes, children of the youths, we are older than the internet, um, that they were like, you know what, let's, let's start streaming. That was revolutionary at the time. And then it, it was like, well, if you're still holding on to the old ideals of shopping for movies on a Friday night at the Blockbuster, then we can send you that video on DVD or you can stream it. And so they gave you multiple options. Like they were, they are constantly digging through problems. Okay. So another example of that is um, the Kroger's. Okay. <laughs> the, the grocery store <laughs> chain and they own like Albertsons and they own, uh, I don't know, literally they're a conglomerate of, of American grocery stores. But during the pandemic, one thing that ended up really happening is people couldn't leave their house. Right. So the problem that they were finding that they defined was that people weren't wanting to come inside and grocery shop. So what did they do? They started to pick up service, right? That ended up morphing into delivery. I mean, even Walmart does delivery now. So everywhere started implementing these things because they saw the problem was people can't go or people, um, you know, uh, if the stores can't be too crowded, then we need a way for people to still shop and be able to get the things that they need. And we want them to work with us. So how can we do that? Well, let's just round out some customer service and put people there so they can pack your groceries and stick them in your car for you. And it just solved a huge problem. Even for, you know, myself, we, we walked through this in our mastermind with a wedding photographer, who's one of our students. Um, she was talking about how she could, uh, not not necessarily a long gate client journey, but nurture her clients while she's working with them. And she happens to shoot weddings. Um, and so I was able to lead her to an example of ways that I stayed connected with my couples once they booked uh, me because 
you know, the problem that she was having was she wanted to send things after the wedding, but how do you make it so special after they've just had this huge, incredible day? And for my, my point of saying connected, I would always send the gift pre-wedding because then that way, when I showed up on their day, they already knew me. We had a repertoire. I'd already, you know, dazzled them with gifts. And so they uh, were able to welcome me into their event um, just as if I were there to be another guest. And so we were able to kind of walk her through that process. The problem was connection. And we were like, let's build it in the middle. Right. No, and that that is brilliant. And you know, something else going back to the Kroger idea too, was that this is, sometimes you hear it, you're like, oh, that really sounds bad. But it is actually true that, you know, no crisis ever goes unused. And unfortunately, so many businesses are actually birthed out of a crisis situation, whether it be locally in your community, whether it be globally or nationally. Um, I mean, there were businesses here, whenever Hurricane Florence ripped through our town and destroyed so many homes, there were so many construction companies that were able to come in and help. Um, and their businesses were were set up for success for quite a few years and then allowed them to invest in bigger teams and then move on to, to you know other towns that were also experiencing things that we had experienced. So talking about like the pandemic and Kroger, it it look for ways that you can be a problem solver. And one way for me was I was I built out a membership program for my branding clients because I had clients who needed consistent quarterly images in their business. And so by having them in a membership, they are guaranteed to get on my calendar, number one, and they get a little bit of a savings because they are, it's like basically booking four shoots at once for the entire year. So not only are they getting a photographer, but they're also getting my marketing and my content creation expert eyes on their business. Uh, and I do spend more time with their brand. So it's almost like having a hybrid coach and photographer. And it's a really sweet deal. And it also helps my business by having a steady group of business owners that I get to work with and really dig into their brands and serve them really, really well to create beautiful brand visuals and assets for their business. So I saw it as a, as a problem and a need that I could fulfill. And it really exploded my brand photography business. Right, right. So the question that we want to ask you is what problems can you identify that your clients or potential clients have that you could solve? We're not asking how you would solve them. We're not even asking you to solve them. We just want you to identify the problems and define them. The rest is going to lead the, of, of the process we're going to lead you through in coming episodes. But, you know, let's let's not leave you with nothing. So we want to teach you a little bit about how you can define the problems. How can you do that? Well, survey your community, do direct interviews, pick up the phone. You know, we talk about learn how to shake a damn hand. Well, <laughs> God love this generation. Don't want to talk on the phone for nothing. Don't emergency contact none of my kids because if they can't get a text message, they probably going to leave me hanging on the side of the road. But um, direct interview your people, your past clients, your current clients, ask questions that are going to lead you to problems that they might be experiencing. And then here's the key, observe, observe their content, really listen to what they have to say with the mind frame of looking at where the problems lie. Absolutely. So we hope that those were some really key, short, sweet, simple takeaways as we are walking you through this framework. And if you've loved this quick episode, please come back next week where we'll be sharing more of this deep dive into design thinking for business and how it can help you create new offers, tweak existing offers, and really generate more revenue in your business. <laughs> uh, we will be digging into how do you actually define the problem, You've asked the questions through the lens of empathy. You've gathered feedback and experiences. And now 
we are going to be looking at defining the problem and ideating ways to solve that problem in next week's episode. Yeah, you have um, seven days to Google that word. (laughs) (laughs) We are going to be defining ideate for you as well. So (laughs) thank you so much for joining us this week. Don't forget to connect with us on Instagram at Business Reboot or visit our website at thebusinessreboot.com. We will be back next week with another episode of the Business Reboot Podcast. 